0: Who am I? Where did I come from? What is my purpose here? Where am I going? Those are the four big questions of life. And in many sectors of society, many places in our world, we can go and get various different answers to those questions. And not only do we get very many different answers, but one answer that is a loud voice is the fact that there are no answers to those questions people are confused and they have no idea where to go about and where to even start with coming up with an answer to those questions who am i where did i come from what's my purpose here and where am i going in the middle of all of this darkness light has shined because God has spoken. God exists and He has spoken. Once we recognize that, we have the place to go to to find answers to these huge questions. The Bible alone is the Word of God. and Once we embrace that, once we understand that, we're not in the dark anymore regarding these questions and how to go about answering them we can know the answers and i want to say this we do know the answers because god has not been fuzzy about any of these things he is very clear we know the answers to these huge questions because god has revealed himself to us and he has revealed his word to us now we didn't climb the mountain of truth god came down the mountain to the valley and he has spoken hebrews chapter 1 and verse 1 god has spoken in his son god has spoken through the prophets in old testament times god has spoken in various different ways and ultimately he has spoken in his son we didn't climb up the mountain of truth and finally arrive we were in the dark except god has revealed himself and his truth to us theologians speak of two different components in this general revelation which is what we find in nature god has revealed himself through nature psalm 19 verse 1 the heavens declare the glory of god they they shout forth the magnificence the majesty of god they are testimony witnesses To the power of God the wisdom of God the majesty of God and yet there is a difference between creation and the creator a vast chasm between God and his creation and yet creation tells us a lot about the creator just as a painting reveals the fact that there was a painter creation reveals the fact there was a creator and romans 1 tells us the invisible attributes of god are clearly seen by the things he has made we know of his power because we can see in creation the splendor and majesty of god in what he has created that's general revelation nature the universe, all that we can observe with our senses. But then there is a second component, and that is special revelation. General revelation is creation, the things of nature. Special revelation is the scripture. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, I know you know this. All scripture is God-breathed, breathed out by God. Theonoustos is the Greek word. All Scripture is God-breathed. And it's on a different level to anything else you can ever read. Nothing else is God-breathed. Certainly not tradition, the tradition of churches, the tradition of a pope or a bishop or a group of men or an infallible man on planet Earth. No, it's Scripture alone that in the Bible is given that prominence of theonoustos god-breathed material material and all scripture is god-breathed and therefore profitable for our doctrine we should shape our ideas about all that we think with the starting point of the scripture let scripture be the filter you understand what a filter is it by definition stops some things getting through think about it what a filter does it stops impurities getting through we have filters in water systems to stop impurities from getting through into the water that we drink filters let the word of god be our filter regarding every idea of man even the things that we think i'm not so much interested in what i think i want to know what god not only thinks, but has revealed. And he has revealed what he thinks. His thoughts are not our thoughts, we know that. But once he's revealed his truth to us in Scripture, we know his thoughts. Because what he has spoken is representative of what he thinks. When he has said this regarding a certain issue, we know what he thinks about something. So it is so think about your Bible if you're in any way near your Bible just get it out and look at it just look at your Bible and realize what you've got in your hands you have the Creator's view on everything that you need to know it's a handbook it's more than that it's more than a manual but it is that It is God's revelation. How many have that as a starting point in our world? But because we know that God has spoken, He exists and He has spoken, what a privilege to have a Bible. If we had just one page of the Bible, what a privilege. But to have 66 books in the canon of Scripture, as you and I read Genesis through Revelation, Takes about seventy-two hours, I'm told, if you were to start uh, in chapter one of Genesis and read through to chapter twenty-two of Revelation. It takes about twenty-two hours if people have CDs or the Bible in an audio form. It takes about seventy-two hours to read the whole thing through. Seventy-two hours of God-breathed material. <laughs> what a privilege! And so when we come to these big four. Questions of life. Who am I? Where did I come from? What is my purpose here? Where am I going? Isn't it amazing? We don't have to worry about, is this source of material and information that we're getting accurate? No, when God has spoken, we have God's own wisdom available to us, God's own knowledge available to us what a privilege answers in Genesis is a wonderful ministry and they have uh, something called the seven Seas. they have an exhibit I believe both at the creation museum and at the Ark encounter it's been my privilege to visit both sites and I recommend that experience to anyone you need a day in each place a full day in each place but one of the exhibits and what answers in Genesis is known for is something called the seven C's the letter C and with that they've been able to articulate in seven words all the events of time and they all start with the letter C and there's seven of them that's why they call the seven C's creation corruption catastrophe confusion christ cross consummation if you were to google search the seven c's answers in genesis uh, you'll come across many articles you'll come across a diagram that in fact i'm looking at right now creation corruption catastrophe confusion christ cross consummation and i'd like to just walk through these things biblically giving recognition to the fact that i got the seven c's from answers in genesis but i'd like to articulate biblically what is in view when we think of these things when we discuss these things and recognize we understand with just those seven words so much so much about the past so much about the present and so much about the future think about that as you walk through your neighborhood as you drive through your neighborhood as you think about the city in which you live the country in which you live think about all of our world how many understand the concepts in those seven words do they understand that what we have is creation by a creator do they understood, do they understand the fall of man in, in corruption do they understand the catastrophe of the flood if they 've heard of it, do they believe it? Do they understand where languages came from and the very many different languages and that corresponds to the word confusion in the Tower of Babel or Babel however you might say it do they understand how Christ has come into the world do they understand the cross of Christ and the significance of Christ on the cross and the event of two thousand years ago when Jesus died on the cross as the central event in human history do they understand that do they understand where things are headed that this same Christ is coming back and there's going to be at his return judgment and a new heaven and a new earth the fact that we know these things as you drive through your neighborhood, to think about this house that house do, do the occupant do the occupants of that house understand these seven C's? do they understand that we can know these things where we are we can understand who we are because we're made in the image of god do, do they get this and so many don't so many christians don't because they're influenced by the world rather than by god's word I've heard Christians say, well, we, we can't know certain things and we 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 can't know where where we're headed. And I'm thinking, don't they understand what they have in their Bible? This is what we can be sure of. This is our hope. And hope in the Bible is not like the hope of an English person wanting good weather for a wedding. <laughs> you don't know what you're going to get. And... There's an element of that when you live in Arizona. There could be storms, but you're likely to have sunshine most of the time. Not so in England. You, you, you put a date on the calendar for a wedding. You are praying, praying for good weather for the two hours needed around that wedding. But biblical hope is very different. Biblical hope is a sure knowledge of what will take place. And Christ's coming is the Christian's hope. He's come first time 2,000 years ago. He's coming again. I will come again, John chapter 14, Jesus said. So let's think about creation. The first of these seven seas. We're told in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. There is so much revelation in that first verse of the Bible and you realize some people in terms of getting on the bus of divine revelation uh, jumping aboard the bus of God's mm-hmm. revealed truth they get on opening up the Bible they get on the bus but they get off the, the bus before the first verse is over <laughs> They don't believe there was a beginning. They think the universe has always existed. There are some people who believe that. And there are some people who don't believe in God. That's the fourth word in the English text of our Bible. In the beginning, God. And they're already off the bus. Oh, no. <laughs> I love the way God just starts off by way of inspiration through Moses laying it out as it is you'd expect if it was of human origin for the author to say something like this now you may not believe in god but let me give you 27 reasons why we can know there is a god no because this is a divine book and because god knows he's, he, he exists and because god knows he's revealed the fact that he exists to every man read romans 1 he just sets it out in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth and people might choke on that but there it is in our Bibles and God doesn't say oh sorry do you have a problem with that that's just the way it is if you get off the bus at Genesis 1 1 You never even get to Genesis 1, verse 2, 3, 4, and certainly not to Revelation 22, verse 21, which is the last uh, word in our English Bibles. And we need all of it. We need to stay on the bus all the way to the end of the book of Revelation, picking up passengers (laughs) along the way And we might pick them up in the Gospel of John but once they've understood the Gospel of John we need to then go back to Genesis and say did you catch what was said there do you understand what sin is we understand that from Genesis do you understand we're in a fallen world we understand that from Genesis we understand so much from Genesis it's the foundation of all truth revealed to us those first 11 chapters of Genesis which is why I preached a series of many different messages over many months going through Genesis 1 through 11 we need that foundation and the foundation is we have a creator in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth what a privilege to know that and be sure of that second word corruption we read in Romans 8 for we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now this is a fallen world death disease suffering pain hardship all of these are a result of the fall of man Genesis chapter 3 Adam and Eve in the garden I wonder if you believe that. Once you do, because it's God's revelation, it explains much of our world, doesn't it? As wonderful as life is on planet Earth, it is a veil of tears. There are things that we go through that are unexpected, to us at least, never to God. But there's tragedy in the sense of deep personal loss people that you think will be around for years and decades to come die early loved ones even when they grow to be old my, my mother died at the age of 91 in 2017 i still wasn't ready even though we could see it coming death is an enemy and we know from scripture that death will be destroyed no one will remain in the realm of death at a certain point because jesus comes back and all the occupants of dead of the dead realm all the occupants are raised some to life eternal some to everlasting punishment but death will be no more jesus will undo the curse of the catastrophe of the corruption in a world including death once we understand that all things were created good and very good genesis 3 is this chapter that reveals why things are bad and very bad there are a lot of great things in our world but there's always the scent of death, there's always the hard things that it might be just around the corner. There there may be days when you experience both the wonders of a birthday and the wonders of a death. I have that in my own family. I have a son who was born on May 7th, one year. And it's also the day of my mother's death. It's typical of life isn't it there are good things and hard things but Jesus is coming back and that's what we know and he will make all things good again and we know it does your neighbor know it well here's the thing this knowledge is available to everyone general revelation has been made known to everyone It's not merely available, it's available and people know it. God doesn't believe in atheists. (laughs) There are people who proclaim to be atheists, but God doesn't buy the idea that they genuinely don't believe in God because He knows what He's revealed to man. Again, read Romans 1. He's made Himself evident to them, His divine power, His attributes so we know god created we know that the world was good i don't believe there was any death before adam's sin and that is huge i challenge any christian who tries to bring in evolution evolution as an as a concept that god used or a mechanism that god used In our world if you you buy into that you've got death before Adam's sin and in a very real sense it rips up it shreds the message of the gospel it really does you think it through by one man sin entered the world and death through sin that's what Romans 5 that's New Testament some people have the idea that we need to get past the first 11 chapters. There's a lot of mythology there and it starts getting real at chapter 12 in the call of Abraham and God, uh, or Abraham as he was then called. And then uh, God started uh, this nation, Israel, and we go on from there. No, 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 no. The Bible is inspired from the very, very first verse. And we've got his revelation you see i don't believe we'll ever stand before god as we might think in the 21st century and stand before god and we've got this thing to say to god about hey this genesis thing you knew that that was just myth right god Um, we were more sophisticated than the primitive people of former eras and okay you even if the bible's inspired Uh, You know you were wrong about this, God. Do do you think that's what's going to happen? As we stand before God, I, I think God will, I think I know, God will stand behind every word, and we will be responsible for every word he has revealed. There was no death before Adam's sin. Evolution screams the opposite and i don't believe there's (laughs) any scientific fact once we understand science rightly through the, the the lens of scripture we go to scripture first and then look at our world through the lens of the bible and it makes sense it makes a lot of sense the fossil record is not evidence against a creator it's evidence of the fact that God has flooded the world in judgment the Grand Canyon you get a tour of the Grand Canyon from most of the folk that will give you a tour and it says a little bit of water over a long period of time did all this I believe when we start with the Bible the next c the catastrophe of the flood the revelation of the bible is that it wasn't a little bit of water over a long period of time but a lot of water in a short space of time genesis 6:17 for behold i will bring a flood of waters upon the earth to destroy all flesh in which is the breath of life under heaven everything that is on the earth shall die there are many christians who don't believe that they believe noah's flood was local it was a localized event look at genesis six seventeen as a christian do you think that's what that can even be made to say everything that is on the earth shall die that that's local sorry God has revealed truth to us in Genesis 6, as well as everywhere else in the Scripture. And it explains much of our world, doesn't it? When we understand those three Cs, creation, corruption, catastrophe, the flood. Second Peter prophesies the fact that in the last days, mockers will come. One of the things they will mock one of the things they will not take into account is the flood of Noah. You check that out. The fourth sea is the word confusion. Genesis chapter 11 verse nine reads this way: "Therefore, its name was called Babel, or Babel, because the Lord confused the language of all the earth and from there the lord dispersed them over the face of all the earth that's the reason we have to learn languages i did a little bit of french in maybe age 5 6 and 7 and then from there did german hopefully have learned some english <laughs> over the years but uh, it's a rigorous pursuit isn't it language And God has spoken to us in the inspired text of Scripture, which is in Hebrew. There's a little bit of Aramaic in the book of Daniel and a little bit elsewhere, very little elsewhere, but there we go. Mainly Hebrew in the Old Testament. Greek, New Testament Greek is Koine Greek, which is not an elite type of Greek. It's Koine, which means common Alexander the Great had conquered the known world at the time and insisted wherever he had conquered that people learn Greek. This happened obviously before the time of Christ. And that was providential so that when the New Testament was written in Greek, there could be widespread dissemination of that wonderful revelation of the New Testament again the providence of god but greek is not english and thank god for bible translators thank god for men like william tyndale who translated the bible into english from the original hebrew and the original greek what a privilege some time back i brought a book into the church service and said for the first time i brought a bible they all looked at me all the the crowd that were there you have brought a bible i'd see you with a bible every week no no this time i brought a bible i haven't i've have not actually done that before and they looked at me i said pass it round it took a long while for it to be passed around but everyone was able to to view it and it showed the hebrew of the old testament which started on the right hand side of the book which was uh unusual for us in the english-speaking world but that's how the hebrew reads from right to left and then on the uh, left hand side or the first part of the book is the greek of the new testament and i said uh here it is this this is the original hebrew and the original greek this is a bible and what i've brought before is a translation of the bible an english translation of the bible you probably have in your hands an english translation of the bible today i brought the bible what a privilege we have to have the english bible and we have need of it because there are different languages and where do we get what's the source of the different languages Genesis chapter 11 the confusion God brought in judgment on the people and the Tower of Babel therefore its name was called Babel which means confusion because there the Lord confused the language of all the earth and from there the Lord dispersed them over the face of all the earth see as Bible believing Christians We understand the source of language and why there is the need to learn languages. The fifth word is Christ. Galatians 4 verse 4 says this, But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his Son, born of woman, born under the law. Christ. God has revealed himself. God has come to us in the person of Jesus Christ John chapter 1 verse 1 in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God shoot on down to verse 14 of that same chapter and the Word became flesh and dwelt or tabernacled among us and we beheld his glory the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The incarnation, do we grasp that? God, the second person of the Trinity, became a man? We cannot put Christ on the same level with any other human being. He's truly human, but he's also truly divine. When the fullness of time had come, at the appointed time, When the time was ripe in God's appointment schedule, God sent forth his son, born of woman, born under the law. And that's the message of the gospel, isn't it? And the gospel only makes sense. The gospel, meaning good news, makes sense only in the light of the bad news. That though we've been created in the image of God, male and female, we've sinned before a holy God we've sinned against a holy God and the wages of sin is death but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus in Christ Jesus our Lord Romans six twenty three. the sixth word is cross 1st Peter 3 18 says this for Christ also suffered once for sins the righteous for the unrighteous that he might bring us to God being put to death in the flesh but made alive in the spirit 1st Corinthians 15 Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures the cross is the central event in human history think about that the death of an itinerant Jewish teacher is the central event in human history. That sounds foolish, and that's exactly what it will be. First Corinthians chapter one reveals to anyone except the called. It will also be seen as a stumbling block for Jews why because Deuteronomy makes it clear anyone who hangs on a tree is under a curse so to the Jew it's a stumbling block to the Greek to the Gentile it's foolishness but to us who are the called it is the power of God and the wisdom of God God opens up our eyes to see the beauty and the majesty of christ but also the significance of the cross that's the sixth c the last c is the word consummation and this speaks to where we're headed where all of us are headed everyone on planet earth and the coming of the lord jesus second time is going to be a wonder of wonders and beautiful and glorious for some, but it will mean absolute, absolute darkness and judgment for others. Revelation 21, verse 1 says this Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more we're headed somewhere and we know where we're headed because god has revealed himself again think back to a walk through the neighborhood do your neighbors know this have they heard this that we are not in some continual revolving door of this or that and no one knows or can know where we're headed or where we are or where we've come from no we know where we've come from we know where we are and we know where we're headed and the Lord Jesus Christ is coming back soon we know this because it's been prophesied in our Bibles do you realize in your Bible 80% of the prophecies of your Bible Have already been fulfilled that's amazing that's not to say the Bible is 80% accurate it's a hundred percent accurate the remaining 20% roughly 20% roughly 80% roughly 20% 80% roughly has been fulfilled 20% yet to be fulfilled the remaining 20% referred to the events uh, prior to and at and after the second coming of Christ and in that that has not happened yet we would not expect them to be fulfilled but just as Christ came and fulfilled the prophecies of the old covenant he will pr- fulfill the, pro- the the remaining prophecies to be fulfilled from both the old testament and the new there's old testament prom- uh, promises regarding the second coming of Christ and certainly in the new that's the case as well but just in what we've talked about in our time together now the seven C's think about it what a privilege to know this we can as Christians walk through the most horrendous circumstances Some people know they have an appointment with with death quite soon. What a joy and what peace for those who know what God has revealed. Many of us are not looking forward to how we die. But as Christians, we can look forward to what will happen after we die. (laughs) Absent from the body present with the Lord the Lord Jesus we will see him and we'll have his smile (sighs) creation corruption catastrophe confusion Christ cross consummation these seven events are pivotal they they show the power of God clearly it's the storyline of the Bible and we know these things because God has revealed them to us what a privilege what a privilege indeed father thank you for the wonder of general revelation and special revelation thank you for revealing yourself this is self-disclosure you didn't have to but you revealed yourself in creation and in scripture and Lord we would pray for our neighbors that they would hear the good news of Christ and in these seven seas, it makes sense of the Bible story we cannot take any of these out and still really have the biblical gospel in place they are all related and they are all true thank you that you've given us this understanding our neighbor when he faces death when she faces death where do they go when they lose a loved one what what foundation is under their feet there is none they're they're flailing they're flailing Lord may this uh, teaching today inspire us in evangelism our love for people we want them to know the truth we want them to understand the wonders of the gospel we want them to understand that where sin has abounded, grace has abounded all the more. We understand what your word teaches and we understand the big concepts here. We know the answers to the four big questions Who am I? Where did I come from? What is my purpose here? Where am I going? Our purpose is to glorify god and enjoy him forever father thank you for this thank you in jesus name amen